Welcome to Creative Biolabs. We provide reliable oncolytic virus therapy development services for clients globally. Our service covers all aspects from virus engineering, cell biology, to animal testing. We have archived professional academic reports and the latest scientific progress on oncolytic virus therapy by making it into a podcast column. You can subscribe us to follow the latest updates on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Good evening my dear friends. In our last program, Jensen gave an overview of the clinical development of MG1 Maraba as an oncolytic virus immunotherapy and the general considerations related to the design of clinical trials. In today's program, we will continue our discussion on the clinical development of oncolytic virus therapy. Thanks for joining us today, Jensen. Thanks for inviting me. You have a lot of experience with the clinical trials of oncolytic virotherapy. Based on your experience, what can you tell us about the oncolytic virus or these trials in general? In general, the primary endpoints of early clinical trials are safety and determination of the maximum tolerable dose. However, these studies can also be used to understand and verify the mechanism of oncolytic virus immunotherapy, especially at the clinical phase 1 of 2. What relevant tests are being conducted at this stage? I will just list some, like monitoring changes in the tumor microenvironment, measuring induction of anti-tumor immune responses, and monitoring of virus replication. But of course, there are more than these. How do you usually prepare for early clinical research? Well, we first need a good experiment design with every aspect considered, including the collection of serial biopsies. You know, we collected tumor materials before and after the initial intensive treatment. The changes in the tumor microenvironment can only be measured by collecting biopsies several times over time. These tissues will be used for gene expression analysis and immunohistochemical analysis, you know, for obvious reasons. Gene expression analysis can reveal whether tumor cells respond to viral infection. For example, by measuring interferon response genes. And we can also measure CD8, granzyme B, and interferon gamma to monitor the presence and activation of T cells. These data, together with immunohistochemical evidence of T-cell division, can provide information on how MG1 Maraba changes the tumor microenvironment over time. Is analyzing tumor tissues the only way? I mean, if you want to get the data related to T-cells, can extensive immunoassay of peripheral blood also achieve the goal? Or is there any other methods we can use for the same purpose? Sure, the immunoassays also can. Many methods can achieve the goal. And we do have an immunoassay for peripheral blood. The induction of immune response to MAGE A3 or HPV E6 or E7 was monitored by intracellular cytokine staining flow cytometric analysis, as well as solid phase enzyme-linked immune spot assay. And the reason we analyze the intracellular cytokine staining by flow cytometry is that when it is performed without T-cell expansion in vitro, the frequency of T-cell response to the antigen of interest can be informed. And phenotype analysis can also be performed, including assessment of T-cell versatility, by monitoring the production of 
interferon gamma, tumor necrosis factor alpha, and interleukin-2. You also mentioned solid phase enzyme-linked immune spot assay. What's the significance of using this assay? Our main purpose using this assay is to identify T-cells encoding antigens, as well as other tumor-related antigens expressed in the tumor of patients. Is there any method we can use to detect the existence and replication of the oncolytic virus in tumors? I think you are looking for the nanostring, which is a high-throughput RNA expression detection system that is also used in RNA expression analysis. The nanostring probe set can be customized to include MG1 Maraba genome and transcripts and collect tumors for infectious virus titer analysis. Additionally, evidence of viral replication in patients can be monitored by continuously measuring the MG1 Maraba genome in systemic circulation after administration. What are the characteristics of the Maraba virus replication you observed? Do you know if the detected RNA is not the oncolytic virus infected at the beginning, but the replication? We injected the experimental animals with an acute virus scavenger after they were infected with Malabar virus. The results showed that, after a period of time, the genome level recovered. This is the indication of MG1 Maraba replication in patients and represents the unique pharmacokinetic characteristics of replication oncolytic virus immunotherapy. Since multiple consecutive blood samples are more feasible than biopsies at multiple time points, this indirect measurement of replication within a few days to weeks after administration is a useful tool for monitoring patient replication at multiple time points. I know these animal experiments are definitely very important. They are extremely necessary before a new therapeutic drug can be used on humans. And when we do move on to the clinical trials, do you think the early clinical trials are enough to tell whether a new therapeutic drug is effective or not? Not really. But they are still important in that they give us early signals of anti-tumor activity which will drive the design of larger studies. And it really means that the efficiency-related endpoints should be carefully considered. Why a new endpoint? What happened with the traditional endpoint? The traditional resist imaging endpoint is used to monitor the growth of existing tumors and the development of new tumors. It should be supplemented by imaging mode considering the possibility of transient tumor eruption, which is consistent with the mechanism of immunotherapy of oncolytic virus. Delayed response and even initial tumor flare have been documented after treatment with immune checkpoint inhibitor therapy. A new endpoint will be valuable to evaluate and replace the implementation of the radiology system, including immune response criteria, beyond the initial progress. Have you noticed whether single-agent treatment shows greater value than historical results? Hmm, I think so. Compared with single-group data for overall survival or progression-free survival of a small number of patients, the reduction of tumor size or marker level after single-agent treatment is more valuable. In early studies, the latter endpoint was more susceptible to selection bias. For example, in brain tumors, 
especially glioblastoma multiforme, imaging response assessment is interfered by the significant influence of edema, necrosis, and inflammation on imaging interpretation. Tumors that affect bone and hollow viscera pose similar challenges. And also, the adjuvant treatment requires a random population and a large sample size. As we are reaching the end of today's program, I want to briefly summarize what we have discussed today. We started from the early clinical development methods of MG1 Malabar Oncolytic Virus Immunotherapy. It is a therapeutic method to induce tumor lysis, regulate tumor microenvironment, and produce tumor antigen-specific T-cells. MG1 Maraba, which expresses various tumor antigens, such as tumor-associated antigens or viral antigens, has entered the early stage of clinical development, with the focus on reducing safety and mechanism of action. These early tests will lay a foundation for the future development of the MG1 Maraba platform. Thanks Jensen for sharing your insight with us. Thanks everyone for listening. I'll see you next time.